Welcome to the Dermatology Podcast, the official podcast of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venereology. I'm Christopher Horskamp. And I'm Cecil Umitoir. And we are your hosts. Every month, the JEADV chooses and highlights four articles in a section called Editor's Picks. Today, we explore the Editor's Picks for October 2021. We will be exploring the topics, skin types representation in Scandinavian dermatology textbooks, apremilast for palmoplantar pustulosis, the link between autoimmune bullous diseases and neurological diseases, and lastly, investigating the cancer risk of using a biologic drug in atopic dermatitis. But before we get into that... If you're not an EADV member, have you thought about becoming one? Benefit from access to on-demand webcasts, online courses, 17 medical journals, including EADV's esteemed JEDV, over 20 textbooks, reduced fees for congresses and symposia, and much, much more. Just go to eadv.org under membership for more information. And face-to-face courses are back. Specialists, residents, and now nurses all have the possibility to attend EADV organized courses. We're looking forward to meeting you in some of the most beautiful cities in Europe. To see what's coming up next, go to eadv.org and check under face-to-face education. And now, the editor's picks. Are skin types equally represented in Scandinavian dermatology textbooks? Last year, individuals of foreign origin, foreign-born or with two foreign-born parents, constituted 25.5%, 13.8% and 18.2% of the populations in Sweden, Denmark and Norway, respectively, and over half were of non-Western origin. However, as in the United States and the UK, the growing diversity seen in Scandinavia in terms of skin of color is not necessarily reflected in dermatology books from school. Amna Elias from Skanne University Hospital, Lund University, Malmo, Sweden, and co-authors analyzed a total of 2,916 images in seven dermatology textbooks used by 15 Scandinavian medical universities. They found only a small proportion of images of darker skin types corresponding to Fitzpatrick 5-6 with dermatological conditions, approximately 3%, ranging from 1% to 6% in each book. Obviously, the skin type diversity of Scandinavian populations is not echoed in the dermatological literature used by medical students, emphasizing the need and importance of including skin of color dermatology in other educational elements. The authors encourage improvement in showing skin type diversity in new editions of these textbooks in order to better prepare medical students to face clinical reality. A Premolast for Palmoplantar Pustulosis Under Study Palmoplantar Pustulosis is a rare and painful chronic skin disease with erythematose scaly and crusty lesions on the palms and or soles, usually associated with pustules in various stages. It is often recalcitrant to the standard therapy of psoriasis. Acetretin is the only treatment that has a label for this condition in Europe. Apremolest has been approved for the treatment of adult patients with plaque-type psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. 
Dagmar Wilsman Thies from the University of Bonn in Bonn, Germany, and co-authors conducted the Aplantis trial, a phase two single-arm open-label multicenter study of a premolast over 20 weeks in patients with moderate to severe palmoplantar pustulosis. Patients suffering from palmoplantar pustulosis treated with arpremolast showed benefit in both objective and in subjective disease parameters. The researchers observed a median reduction of the palmoplantar pustulosis psoriasis area and severity index of approximately 57% with a p-value of less than 0.001 and a 50% pustule count reduction in 76% of the patients. The Dermatology Life Quality Index, or DLQI, score significantly dropped, with a p-value of 0.030, meaning an improved quality of life. It'll be interesting to see, as the authors conclude, if future larger studies confirm the use of a premolast in neutrophilic dermatoses. If you get a chance to see the editor's picks in the journal itself, you can actually see the clinical photographs of improvement after 20 weeks of treatment. The link between autoimmune bullous diseases and neurological diseases. Bullous pemphigoid is the most frequent subtype of pemphigoid diseases, or autoimmune bullous diseases, AIBD. AIBD are rare, life-threatening autoimmune diseases affecting the skin and or the mucous membranes. Neurological diseases have already been found to be associated with bullous pemphigoid, but the relationship with other pemphigoid diseases has thus far been unclear in the literature. In a retrospective cross-sectional study with an initial screening from a database of 8.3 million individuals, Kalaf Kredin from Lübeck Institute of Experimental Dermatology, University of Lübeck, Germany, and co-authors examined the association of six autoimmune diseases with Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, stroke, epilepsy, and multiple sclerosis. In addition to bullous pemphigoid, epidermolysis bullosa acquisita and pemphigus vulgaris were found to cluster with neurological comorbidities. The authors emphasized that clinicians managing patients with AIBDs should be aware of these relationships and when appropriate, refer patients for neurological consultations and therefore early detection and better management. Also, they suggest that experimental research is necessary to explore the mechanism behind these associations. Investigating the cancer risk of using a biologic drug in atopic dermatitis. Dupilumab is a human monoclonal antibody, or biologic drug, which works by blocking the inflammatory action of interleukin IL-4 and IL-13, or proteins made in immune system cells. Niccolo Siliquini from University of Turin in Turin, Italy, and colleagues prospectively described case reports of their patients suffering from moderate to severe atopic dermatitis treated with dupilumab with either a previous history of cancer or new occurrence of a tumor. This is of particular interest since, to date, the data have been unclear regarding potential associations between atopic dermatitis and tumor development. Also, the role of IL-4 and IL-13 in leading to cancer is uncertain. Immunomodulatory systemic therapies like dupilumab are thought by some to increase cancer risk due to immune system stimulation. However, at their center, they found that less than 0.3% of their patients had a previous history of cancer. 
over five years prior to treatment for the majority. Most had a good prognosis with no recurrence. For those patients without a history of cancer, approximately 1% developed a tumor during the dupilumab study, and dupilumab was either able to be continued or resumed after being temporarily stopped. And those were the editor's picks for October 2021. Our first article was, Dermatology textbooks in Scandinavia should prepare medical students for ethnic diversity by Elias and co-authors. Our second article was a multi-center open-label study of a premolast in palmoplantar postulosis a plantis by Wilsman, Thies, and co-authors. Our third article was The Burden of Neurological Comorbidities in Six Autoimmune Blues Diseases, a population-based study by Credin and co-authors. And our fourth article was Atopic Dermatitis, Dupilumab and Cancers, a case series by Siliquini and co-authors. Of course, all of the research presented today can be found in the Journal of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venerology. There's a link to the editor's picks in the episode summary. Though you can find free access and open access articles, EADV members benefit greatly by having access to all articles and content. We would like to give a special thank you to all of our listeners. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, or otherwise find us on any major podcast provider. We appreciate you joining us and look forward to presenting more interviews, research, and other topics of merit. Until the next episode, take care of your skin.